All right, welcome back, everybody. Today we're going to be talking about missions and strengths that you might have uh, when approaching clients and uh, different prospects. So uh, we're going to be diving into that. We're going to be, you know, I, I think a lot of times we go through life and we're just doing these things, but taking that time to really be reflective and deep diving into what it is that you bring to the table when it comes to serving uh, these people can be huge. Uh, not only helps uh, you personally identify what it is that you can do for uh, clients and prospects, but it helps um, for them to have an understanding. Because uh, I think a lot of times if, you, if what you do is confusing and um, misleading, uh, you're missing out on a big opportunity for your clients to have, um, you know, an, un an understanding and uh, really bring value to them. So uh, we're going to start with your mission. So why is it important to have a mission? Um, it should be the core of who you are and what drives you and what kind of impact you're making on society. Um, so we're going to be diving into that. I don't want to get too far into the weeds just because uh, – yeah, I got to cue the intro first. So the next um, strengths in the things that are unique about you that you bring to the marketplace. Um, so identifying this can be a game changer and it helps with your personal perception in the market. Um, there are things that you can do that no one else can do. So we're going to be identifying that. Um, and yeah, let's not get too far into it. Let's cue the intro. Let's start this thing off. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Thank you for checking out the Media Marketing Podcast, a place where you can learn all things media and marketing related. Don't miss a beat in boosting your business and your brand. In each episode, you'll gain valuable insights, tools, and strategies to apply to your marketing efforts. And now your host, Brian Cargill. Okay, so today is going to be somewhat of a reflective episode which I think is good to do every once in a while. You might be going, 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 uh, talking with people, working on different things, but taking the moment to get your ideas onto paper or the true value that you bring onto paper can be great because you can analyze it, see patterns, and decide if you want to keep moving in that direction or if you want to change gears and uh, do something different. So uh, let's get into it. The mission of your organization. Uh, your mission should communicate who you are um, it should be concise to a degree and you know think of I think in the early stages there shouldn't be too much of a variance between your mission statement and your elevator pitch to a degree uh, I'm gonna be showing some examples which I think aren't super concise but they're bigger organizations and so they're trying to encapsulate so much and it's also has uh, an air of a vision or um, a feel-good sense of unity around um, some things that people are working towards. And then next is it should have a combination of your offerings, your personality, and the overall vision. So let's go into a review. Um, the first organization that I looked at was the famous Walt Disney. So the Walt Disney mission is to entertain, inform, and inspire people around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling, reflecting the iconic brands, creative minds, and innovative technologies that make ours the world's premier entertainment company. So you can see they're trying to do a lot, a lot of things here. 
But if you were an employee of this company, you'd say to yourself, okay, wow, that we're trying to do something innovative. They use that word in there. Um, we're trying to be creative. And so they want every little piece of content that they produce to be a reflection of these things that they're striving for. If you're a small entertainment company, I think you can say something uh, much more concise that uh, doesn't have to encapsulate so much. So you can just say, hey, we're trying to break the mold of what people traditionally think of when it comes to storytelling. Another little caveat that I've thought of uh, just now while we're on the topic is I've worked with some brands in the past and they in their mission statement they try to compare themselves to another organization like we're more intimate or than Walmart or uh, you know we have a better selection or more wholesome selection than Kmart I say stay away from trying to promote or do any kind of comparison to these other organizations because at the end of the day um, you're you're not really doing yourself a service. You're actually propping up the other organization because, uh, like they say, any publicity is good publicity. So even if you're saying you're better than this other organization, the other per- the person reading that statement is going to be thinking to themselves, huh, yeah, I haven't been to that place for a while. Maybe I should go back or <laughs> I don't know. Just say, try to keep it as you know vague in the sense of other brands but being concise in what it is that you actually uh, provide. Next is Coca-Cola. So Coca-Cola's, our mission is to refresh the world in mind, body, and spirit, to inspire moments of optimism and happiness through our brands and actions. And they have a second sentence, to create value and make a difference. Pretty pretty generic there. But you can see with the, the refresh of, you know, making, you know, kind of, uh, all the element that kind of that zen element of yeah the mind body and spirit trying to do some kind of renewal um and to inspire people to take action and uh, and again it has that visionary sense to it of optimism and moving towards the future so yeah that gives you another sense that's uh that's example number two and then example number three is microsoft uh, Microsoft's corporate mission is to empower every person and every, organi- every organization on the planet to achieve more. Again, vague, but they're a big organization, big company. So they, I think what they, and I, and I would imagine that this has all changed over time. These, these are very fluid living statements that uh, update as your organization updates, as you have new service lines, as the personnel changes, as the vision of the organization changes. So uh, they've kept it very, very broad. Um, And so, you know, I'll give you an example of what I say for mine is I help businesses and brands share their product solutions through digital media. I think that very concisely says who I work with, um, what I'm doing for them, and then how I'm doing it. Some people might switch this out with why they do it, um, which is another key aspect of it too. Um, and so if you can marry in there uh, what it is that you do and what got you started in the first place and what kind of impact and difference you're trying to make in the community, that's another good thing to add. But I keep it kind of simple just because I want to make sure that um, – that someone that I'm talking to on the street 
and we're because you know, a lot of the organizations I work, they're small businesses, they're individuals, so they don't have a great understanding of all these buzzwords such as you know messaging and you know stake in the marketplace. So you got to cater it to who your audience is going to be. And I think with these mission statements uh, that I read from those previous brands, they are catering um, to the internal personnel of their company, to prospective clients, and uh, the community at large. So, you know, I guess I kind of jumped the gun here, but catering to the different people that you're going to be speaking to. So I just talked about individuals. Um, so what you're wanting to do with the individuals is you want to create a way for people to come and learn and decide if they want to work with you without you actually being in the room because you're not, you know, 99% of the time you're not going to be saying the statement to them. They're going to be reading it on your website, reading it on a business card, reading it in your email signature. And so being uh, very selective about your word choice can make a big difference. Next is uh, the next type of person I might be talking to is an owner. Uh, for the owner, uh, the language I would use around there is I'm helping increase the bottom line, garner more awareness, and drive more profitable clients. Um, the third one uh, would maybe be somebody within an organization that I'd be talking to, explaining them my services of creating videos, photos, and podcasts, um, would be using phrasing around stories and messaging. And so with this little uh, – and so – with that messaging, that mission, I'm I'm building upon kind of what that original mission is, which is uh, that statement. And then when I'm talking to each of those people, I'm I'm uh, shaping the conversation around what it is I'm trying to convey to them. Uh, so I am part of this mastermind group, and one of the the people in that, that group, she's a life coach, and so she was having challenge challenges around communicating what it is that she does for her clients because she's like why well, I, I create meaningful and impactful change and you know radically making differences in their lives how do i explain that i'm able to see someone's value and then kind of reflect or mirror that to them and allow them to create huge amounts of growth so what i would say to someone like that is that they are helping their clients identify their strengths challenges and potential while at the same time motivating and guiding them to take action to create meaningful change in their lives and in their community. So what's nice about a, a life coach like that, they're usually speaking to individuals. I think the pinnacle of a life coach is you eventually get to work with executives at a corporate organization. Um, but until then, uh, they're working with the individuals, so they're just trying to show them, hey, I'm going to be able to do a kind of somewhat of an assessment and help guide you through to the place that you want to be and be, be accountable and uh, help you along the way. The next one, uh, <laughs> okay, so that kind of pretty much wraps up the mission statement. So I've given you um, a couple examples, my own personal, and then a little case study. Next, I th it's important to identify your strengths. So why did I start with the mission? Well, the mission is kind of your core foundation. And then from there, you can identify your strengths and what it, kind of value, what things do you bring to the table to making a, a difference in people's lives. Now, before we get into it, I need to mention, write this down. Have a piece of paper, 
or type it out if you like digital paper like myself. Type it out, rework it over and over again. Uh, run your mission statement by people uh, that are close to you, maybe even some prospects if you feel comfortable, which are also you know clients or uh, people that you might eventually work with, and get their feedback because uh, people are going to give you their their true if they you know truly know you and they want you to do well they'll give you their honest feedback and if they say it's too vague um you know take that with a grain of salt if they say it's too concise or doesn't fully encapsulate all the things you do take that you know and and use it how you will um but yeah i think having a piece of paper writing that down and then for the strengths same thing uh write down all these things cross analyze cross analyze it and uh yeah so before we get into strengths, I want to talk about, you know, school teaches us that we need to conform. Um, but in business, you want to be different. You, you don't want to be like everybody else because, you know, why would someone choose you or someone else? It's what makes you different. It's the things that you bring to the table. It's your strengths that are going to be the reasons at the end of the day why someone decides to work with you. So number one, what you need to do is identify if, even if you are different. So do some market research, which is a Google search, um, pull up maps, see who else is in the area. So what makes you different is you know diving into what industry are you in, who else is in that industry. Uh, geography plays a big role, even if we, though we live in the digital age. Having that geographical differentiator, if you're the only one for the 100-mile radius that offers some kind of service, that's something that makes you different. People even today that we have access to all these online tools, they still like that face-to-face contact and being able to um, connect with that person at coffee or over lunch, etc. So... Reach out to you know do some do some uh, you know Google search type it out and and make a spreadsheet and then from there you kind of know who who the competition is uh, if you've ever read the book Blue Ocean Strategy uh, that book will tell you that you shouldn't have any competitors you should try to be moving into a space that doesn't even exist yet so that way you can be one not only first but two there is no competition. You're competing only about how good you can do with your own product and, and getting the awareness out there. Whereas the you know they call the blue ocean, so it's you know kind of in in the green or in the black. Whereas uh, the red ocean is where there's a bunch of sharks and all these other competitors that make it hard to stand out. What I've seen a lot of people do well here is you if you combine because it's really hard to do something completely different. So if you have a service, but then you just have a one other thing that makes you that has a unique twist on it so you know hanging your hat on something else that um, is maybe like another small niche group so uh, whatever your service is and maybe with vegans or whatever your service is and um, you know oh gosh I can't think of anything else but aligning it with something another uh, group or subsect that uh, is gonna just make you stand out and create kind of um, loyalty among that other group. Um, the number two thing that you need to do is, is there anything that you can do that no one else can? So we already talked about geography. Are there is there something about your processes that make you different? Um, you know, make sure that doesn't, you know, get out there in the community of how you do it because then other people might start to copy it. That happens all the time. Is there something about your knowledge? Is there something about your past experiences that makes you different? 
take all these factors into account and put them on that list and then really identify uh, maybe the very very core things that you can communicate to people about why you're different so for me personally my strengths for my clients is uh, I can work with smaller budgets I can work with individuals um, I get to grow alongside their clients because I'm relatively new into the markets mark uh, in the marketing field working by myself I've been in the industry for a while but working for myself I'm getting to grow alongside them uh, which is a really unique thing I think that uh, adds that intimate kind of relationship and you're willing to talk about uh, the little nuances of your organization that are allowing you to grow and um, you know bounce ideas off of that person I think I think of myself as being pretty friendly easy to work with uh, communicative I like to think out every stage of a project and work with the client all along the way and then what makes me different is my background. I work in, I've worked in professional services for the last four years, and that's not an easy industry to be a part of. Uh, a lot of the ideas are abstract. There's no physical product. It's a service and a very challenging service to even understand at best. And so communicating that, and then I've, I've worked with you know, a challenging subject matter. So I, I think that's what I bring to the table, which other organizations might be looking for, someone that can... Uh, explain whatever they do uh, in a more efficient and concise manner and then for you am I uh, you know make a list of things that help make you stand out uh, I think I found what a lot of people do is they make the mistake of doubling up and repeating the same thing but from a different way so you know we create impact or difference or change so just stick to the, the fundamentals and uh, I think having a piece of paper crossing things out and prioritizing your strengths can go a long way um, and then so that's the strengths that I provide for the client but then think about your own personal strengths what is it is that you bring to the table that no one else does uh, maybe it's your skill set for me it's storytelling uh, my ability to film edit and uh, work with the client all along the way and then also uh, my personal strength is networking, willing to you know, business develop, go talk with people. Many people in the creative industry, in the marketing world too, they, it's hard for them to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations or be willing to, and have the energy to go to these different events and, and make those connections. So uh, I've been able to identify that just through you know, process, trial and error. And you can do the same thing. For you, it might be uh, one aspect of the process that you're really good at that you can say, no one else does it like me, um, which uh, I heard a really good story from someone the other day who was explaining how sometimes it's not always the best to uh, figure out uh, you know, how one person is, someone else in the industry is doing something where, where you're taking a course and you learn all the different stages of what that person's doing. Sometimes learning, creating your own process, doing something out of the box, even if it may take longer, it can um, make you different. And, uh, you know, sometimes longer processes make for a better end product. I think that's a lot of the times why, you know, let's use a cookie, for example. You know, one cookie, if it only takes, you know, three or four hours to make one kind of cookie versus one that takes two to three days worth of labor, people are going to charge the price on that other one. And, you know, all of that is subjective. At the end of the day, if the three-day process one tastes better than the four-hour one, but I don't know what it is. It seems like every little extra bit that you put into the product to make it better uh, time-wise uh, is is usually going to wind up being uh, 
the best thing. And then over time, you can be more efficient and, and cut down on those time, on that time, the amount of resources used. But um, yeah, let's see. And then uh, for you, yeah, come kind of the process. And then the other aspect is maybe uh, you're able to create like a lasting impression. So you, they have or someone has a really good experience with you and wants to come work with you again. Uh, those are just two examples. And then next, uh, this is a little bonus tip I want to throw in here. I always want to provide a good amount of value for you guys is look at dream companies. Look at companies that inspire you and sign up and follow them. So if you go to their website, they might have a newsletter. So you sign up for their newsletter, you get your email sent to you, and then you can uh, kind of dig their newsletter, put your own spin on it, your own ideas, and then you can send out another newsletter to people. Make sure you're not stealing or copywriting or plagiarizing anything but use that as an inspiration as a springboard for things that you could also talk about with your clients so that could be other people in the you know i've heard a, a great saying being a big fan of your competitors you know we talked about not having competitors but there's still people loosely associated with what you might be doing and looking at them and getting ideas can be really impactful for your organization and then nowadays, signing up for notifications on social media, you can turn on uh, posts that you're going to get updated when someone posts something on Instagram or Twitter, or you join their Facebook group and you like it, and then you'll get notified. That way, right in your pocket, you can see, okay, what what are other people doing to adapt to the different changes that might be happening in your industry? And changes can be technological, or they could be regulation changes. Uh, just being on top of those things and being proactive and just setting those parameters in place, you know, a newsletter, a notification, you're not having to actively go on there every day to see what other people are up to. It gets, uh, you know, sent right to your phone or to your inbox. So I hope that's been helpful for you, um, thinking about uh, your mission and your strengths. Uh, with the mission, uh, like I said earlier, it is something that can change over time and it can be fluid. And uh, just get something on paper and revisit that every you know every quarter, every three to six months and say, hey, is this still aligning with what we're trying to accomplish? Yes, then you're doing good. If not, that's okay. You can keep uh, altering and changing it. And this will give you confidence when you're talking with people and it can help generate interest. I know if you start talking with someone about what you do and their eyes glaze over and they start losing interest, then maybe it's time to change that mission statement, change how it is that you approach and talk to people. With your strengths, um, it's good to know what you, it's good to know what you're good at. At the end of the day, and being able to communicate this very efficiently, so making sure that you're not writing out these strengths uh, in paragraph form, just to bullet point it out. Just say, "Hey, I'm good at X, Y, and Z. I've looked at some of the competition. They can do X, but they can't do Y very well, and they cannot do Z at all. Only I can do that." And, you know, like your mission statement, this may develop and change over time. You might get more new skill sets. You might adapt your processes. And, uh, you know, mine probably will as well. And, yeah, so I think at the end of the day, just getting these things onto paper, uh, working them out, and being reflective every three to six months is going gonna, is gonna to send your business. It's going to help uh, increase profits. You're going to be able to meet more people, and you're going to be able to uh, close that deal a lot faster because people are going to know exactly what they're getting when they work with you. So, as always, good luck. Reach out if you ever need anything. My email is info at briancargill.com. And uh, yeah, visit my website in the meantime and uh, check out the show notes for any good links. And yeah, good luck.